0: Welcome to the podcast Biblical Question. We are excited you've taken time out of your day to listen to our podcast. For more information about us, you may visit our website at BiblicalQuestion.com. We will tell you the web address again at the show's end. We encourage you to open your Bible and follow along as we study the Bible. Now here is your host, Joseph.
1: Well, thank you for the introduction. Certainly glad and really honored that you've chosen us to download our podcast and to listen to us. We Certainly hope and pray that uh, Christ would be glorified, you as our listeners would be edified. We certainly uh, appreciate this, hope that you'll tell others about us and how you found us. We have, I don't know, three or more years now uh, out on the internet that you can download and listen to. We ask that you please do pray for us in this ministry as we try to seek out uh, new financial help and supporters to keep it going that uh, really need your help with this. Today we're going to have a, a part one of two. We're going to do uh, talk about meditating on the Word of God. Meditating on the Word of God. That's something I think it's very important to us as Christians and that we really maybe need to focus more on than we really do. And so I have a Bible handy. I think it's always important to be able to do that. And we're going to uh, be in Exodus chapter 5 here. If you want to turn to there and follow along, we will be in Psalmber uh, chapter 10. We'll be back here in just a moment. Do you enjoy our weekly podcast? Though many of our listeners around the world in poverty-stricken nations are not
0: financially able to support our podcast, if you are able, we would be grateful for your help. We offer several ways to help support the podcast on our website, biblicalquestion.com. Would you be in a prayerful consideration in your cheerful donation or purchasing through one of our affiliates? Thank you for cheerfully helping us tell a worldwide audience about the Word of God.
1: So we are back and we're going to talk about meditating on the Word of God. Kind of a strange question, maybe, but it is a fundamental one that we need to ask as we begin here. How well do you get along with yourself? How long do you get along with yourself? Uh, it might be, again, a strange question, but it really it needs to be addressed as we talk about meditation. Before I can effectively get into that, I, I have to turn off all the noise and all the activities around me. Television, cell phones, radios, uh, whatever that might be that's distracting me. I need to turn off all of that stuff. I have to have quiet and peace and still uh, around me. And when I do this first thing, I'm going to see, uh, I wish I could say this, that it's all about God. But usually the first thing I see is me. You know, uh, this idea that we're not always comfortable with me. Uh, I think that's why a lot of people have to have a radio on or a TV on, music, something, because they cannot be alone with their own thoughts, okay? And so it doesn't bother me at all, honestly, to sit in a room very quiet and just meditate and read the Word of God. That's not always been true, but for many years now, uh, I can be alone with my thoughts. It doesn't bother me. But occasionally, I do see... uh, pain that I really don't want to deal with. Sometimes I see uh, this unforgiveness uh, type thing, uh, and that starts to come out when I'm meditating on the Word of God. Uh, I, de- I see disappointments, perhaps, that we br- I brushed off over the years. I simply start to see my own flaws, and that really comes from r- reading God's Word. The more you read and study and, and meditate on the Word of God, the more you're going to see how sinful uh, you, you and I really are. So we need to overcome this idea of got to have all this stuff going on around us because you're not going to be able to focus on the Word of God and you're not going to allow the Word of God penetrate you into your, your, uh, your mind, your heart, your soul to say, hey, what is really going on in my world? So what I have just described is one reason people honestly do not uh, meditate. They do not focus and study the Word of God because they will flat tell you uh, the Bible is full of things that I really don't like. I mean, I, I kind of like doing some of those things the Bible tells me I don't want or should not be doing. Sometimes I think we just choose to be busy, uh, choose to be entertained rather than meditate. I think this goes on in a lot of worship services. We just have this uh, entertainment going on. We really never hear a true Bible-based sermon. Oh, it might feel good. It might sound like it's coming from the Word. Um, Several people come in mind on television that, you know, be thumbing through. And they just really, it, it sounds good. It sounds really encouraging. It's all happy, uplifting type thoughts and But at the end of the day, those are just motivational speakers, and I can get that at any local college. So it has nothing to do with God. The true Word of God will reveal to me as I meditate uh, the type of person I am. And sometimes, you know, meditate, hey, you know what? Uh, God is really beginning to work with me over the years on certain things. And, you know, you can make a journal, kind of write that stuff down when you're done, and kind of look back and reflect. So there are issues that we need to resolve up front before meditation uh, will become part of a lifestyle uh, for you and me. And the first one really is, before we get into the benefits of this practical matter uh, concerning meditation, uh, I want to talk about uh, two barriers that we usually encounter. Maybe that will help clarify my dialogue here. The first one concerns the issues of Again, how long, how well do I get along with me? How long do I get along with myself? And before I can effectively be in meditation with God's Word, I need to deal with some of the things that might be just really screaming out loud to me. Uh, meditation, by definition, requires that we focus on a particular thing. That we give full attention to one thing or and that all the other destructions have to be set aside. So just this, this for example, to say I, I wanted to focus on uh, the health benefits of eating an orange. Okay? A piece of fruit. And I wanted to focus on that nutritional value and its taste. If I would sit you in a room and put you before a, an orange and a, a simple chart of vitamins and things that are in that orange. And your assignment is to ponder on the subject of an orange. You think about all the vitamins, the nutrition that are in that orange, and you begin to appreciate the the healthy life that you could have uh, if you ate oranges. Taste, boy, it, it sure seems to taste good. I mean, you pick it up, you smell it, you... Take a bite of it. And so this is really not a difficult assignment. Except the, that in the room uh, where you're at to meditate on this orange, I'm going to place a hungry dog who loves oranges. I mean, I have a, a lab here. That dog would eat anything. It's people food. Okay. So, um, uh, And that dog is just hungry and growling and gnawing at your toes. And the dog would be such a destruction that no matter how much you wanted to concentrate on this orange, uh, your mind would really be on that dog. I mean, that growling, hungry dog that hasn't had any food for days, maybe. And so what are you going to have to do? You have to remove that dog out of the room. You're going to have to give that dog some dog food or outside, whatever, so she'll eat and leave you alone so you can meditate. And and that would begin the process. Uh, when I got quieted, settled back down, I can face those realities in my life, that so-called dog example. After we get all the outside noise out, it gets to be quiet, and we begin to, to be dealing with this internal noise that's in the soul. When When you do that, you make sure you don't run from it. What what you see and what you hear, do you hear your conscience telling you, hey, you need to forgive somebody? Does your conscience tell you, I I really need to give more time to the Word. I need to give more of my financial uh, blessings to spread the gospel. Maybe I need to be in more prayer. Or maybe I need to go visit the elderly. I mean, whatever it is. And so... And then you need to take time and deal with that in prayer. Whatever you're, is coming out, whatever you're wrestling with, uh, in your own feelings that God has given you, uh, as you read and study the word, you, you might ultimately have to tell yourself, uh, I'm just going to have to do the right things regardless of what I feel. The one thing about feelings, the book of Jude really is a good little letter. Um, uh, If you've listened to me at all very long, you know I love the uh, the little letter of Jude, that one right before Revelation that everybody skips past. So, uh, it's more than a feeling. Feelings are good; we need to have them. God gave them to us for a reason. But when we come down to this understanding and knowledge, that's what we need to start banking on. Maybe your conscience is telling you that you just really are doing something wrong in general. I mean, you cannot stop with it uh, without the grace of God. You've got to have the grace of God. And if God's grace is not being applied in your life, it may be uh, you need to stop and, and seek God out and ask for strength to overcome, ask for his forgiveness, and so on. I, I think many of us are, are masters at brushing off disappointments aside without. Uh, really working through them. Uh, people run from the problems. Well, you know, I had a good friend years ago. He said, well, to the, the deal with trouble and problems is half of the problem can go away, but the other half is still there. It's you, you know. Uh, how did you deal with that? So I deal with honestly before God. And in Exodus chapter 5 here, I should already have your Bible open. God has sent Moses to Pharaoh, and Moses obeys God, and and he confronts Pharaoh uh, about releasing uh, the Israelites to let the Jewish people go. What's the result? Well, uh, Pharaoh's going to take away the straw and demand that the same number of bricks be made by the Hebrew slaves. Have you ever obeyed God and things got worse? I mean, think about it. Probably. And if it wasn't bad enough, okay, Moses' own people are going to turn on him as well. I mean, they're, they're not real happy about what's happened. They've, they've got this uh, brick requirement that they have to make so many bricks a day. And if they do not, well, they're in trouble. And now they've got to go get their own straw. And so Moses begins praying to God, and he has this concern over this disappointment. Exodus chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. Moses returned to the Lord and said, O Lord, why have you brought trouble upon this people? Is this why you sent me? Verse 23. Ever since I went to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has brought trouble upon this people, and you have not rescued your people at all. (laughs) Notice how Moses throws this, God, this is really your fault. I did what you told me to do. I said what you told me to say. And now look. Look what's happened. Pharaoh's really mad, and now these people don't like me either. Do you know why this is such a great prayer? I mean, think about it. It is. It really is a good prayer. It is an honest, open conversation about what Moses is really feeling, and he tells God. You know, I remember a disappointment I went through 15 years ago. I knew I I shouldn't be disappointed with God. God is perfect and he makes no mistakes. But there's really no justification for being disappointed with God. Theoretically, uh, biblically, I mean, it, it really doesn't make sense. And for that reason, I told myself that everything was fine. And I reminded myself how faithful and just God is. And I did a lot of nice religious type things. and But when it was all said and done, the bottom line was I was hurt. I was very disappointed in what God had allowed to take part in my life. And, and with all those feelings, I, I stayed real. I stayed busy for God because I didn't want to get still. I didn't want to deal with all those feelings. And I know you know this. I mean if you're a human, you've been here. If you've been a Christian very long, you've probably been here as well. And it's amazing how we lose sight of a simple truth like this. God knew exactly what I was feeling. No matter how nice I was about it on the surface, when I finally got honest with God about the pain that I was feeling, I eventually worked through it. I meditation on it. I I, and it got a lot, whole lot easier as I studied the Word and you know and just got wrestled with it in prayer with God. Again, being honest with God. Do you know how hard it is to prepare sermons week after week for twenty years when you have issues with God? Sometimes I, I'm sure there's been a lot of sermons that were about disappointment over the years. But Moses faced this pain and disappointment, and he gives it to God in a conversation. The psalmist is really, this book of Psalms, do you want to learn to pray? Study the book of Psalms. But uh, the prayers are just amazing. Psalm 10, verse 1 says, Why, O Lord, do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in troubles, times of trouble? Psalm 44, 23 and 24. Awake, O Lord. Why do you sleep? Okay? You know this idea. I mean, I've been talking to you, God. Are you not listening? I mean, don't reject me. I need you. Again, verse 24. Why do you hide your face from me and forget our misery and our oppression? Psalm 74, 10 and 11, verses 10 and 11. How long will the enemy mock you, O God? Will your foe uh, revile your name forever? Verse 11. Why do you hold back your hand, your right hand? Take it from the folds of your garment and destroy them. Here again is an honest conversation with God. And it's through meditation, effective meditation. A cleansing of the conscious, I believe, is very important in this preparation for meditation. It's just not enough to be silent and those external outside noises of the world that's all around us. We are bombarded. We are overloaded with messages from the world. Just go to the the grocery store, the mall. I mean, even walk, just driving, whatever. People got their noses in their phones, and they're and they got the radio going. I mean, they're talking on the phone. We are just bombarded with messages. But this honest conversation with God, it's not enough again to be silent with this, those outside noises of the world around us. This is really step one. But then we have to be silent, that screaming voice of our own conscience of any pain that we might be feeling. And that doesn't happen by ignoring the issues. It happens when we face them honestly and appropriately through all powerful blood of Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14 says, how much more, then, will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our conscience from the acts that led to death, so that we may serve the living God? The second barrier, how much truth do I really want? You know, when I get quiet before God, I'm going to come into this special opportunity to hear his voice. God, first of all, he never lies. God always speaks the truth, even when it disagrees with my preconceived ideas. I'm just going to pick on homosexuality. I know it's not politically correct. The world says it's okay. You can't help it. But God says, yes, you can. I don't create garbage. I create men and women. Okay. Before I can desire the sincere milk of the word of God, I have to love the truth more than I do the opinions of myself and what the world has placed in my brain. I have to be open to the new insight that challenges some of the old ways of thinking. If my mind is closed, if I really don't want the responsibility of more truth, I will draw back from that meditation. For biblical meditation will most likely bring me face-to-face with fresh truth and knowledge from the Word of God. Is your doctrine so carved in stone that God can't say anything else to you? That you're that closed-minded or heart? Oh, I'm a Christian. God loves me. He'd never send me to hell. And it's okay that I'm sleeping with a guy of my same sex. I don't have a gender. I have a sex. God gave that to me. God gave it to you. How dare you? You know, they, they believe in the freedom of speech until it violates what their conscience is telling them that they already know is wrong. When these barriers are addressed, it really becomes much more easier to move into a biblical meditation. Let's talk a little bit about what biblical meditation is. I, Meditation involves this focus of our attention on a particular thing, and that is exercising of the hearing of God's word through the scripture. It is a process of assimilating God's word in our own spirit. Some have likened it to the process in which cows chew their cud, so to speak, Cattle, they they take their sweet time chewing, swallowing, they bring it back up, they chew it some more until the food is thoroughly processed. Meditation ceases to be meditation when it is rushed. The subject of our meditation is extremely important. Read with me in Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. I think it gives us a, a description of the kind of things that we should be uh, disciplining our minds to dwell upon. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, Think about such things. That gives us a good overall guidance uh, for our meditation. And I want to dig a little deeper uh, next week. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and and pause there. Uh, It might be beneficial after next week is released that you go back and listen to both of them together. I think meditation is extremely important. We're going to talk about how I love your law and and how David talked about it. We're going to be in the book of Psalms again. And so if you want to read uh, Psalm 119, I read it. It's the longest psalm of the Bible. It won't take you that long to read it. But again, I think it's important to focus and study on the Word of God. Because when we allow only a one-hour sermon or 20-minute sermon and that's all we were at church for an hour a week and the rest of the week, all those hours were either asleep, taking care of worldly business, school, jobs, dealing with neighbors, whatever. Where's God in a daily basis? Are we really praying with him, to him? Are we focusing on his word? Are we really honestly trying to know who God is? I want to tell you, the more I read, the more I study, the more I meditate, the more I realize I've got a long, long way to go to get to know God. He is so deep and so wide. It's a lifetime experience. And I think we're going to do that all through eternity. So hang in there. Know that God does love you. He wants you to... Uh, know Him to the best of your abilities that He's given you. He's given us the Word, the Bible. Uh, He's given you avenues to speak with Him. He's given you the blood of your salvation. I want to thank you again for listening and joining in. We'll do part two next week on the subject of meditating on the Word of God. Thank you for listening. May God bless you. And may He have the glory.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure to hit the like button and follow us on your podcasting app. Please check out our website at biblicalquestion.com, all one word, all lowercase. In addition, we have a prayer request page, a way of contacting us, a statement of faith, and other resources for our listeners. Do you have a Bible question you would like answered on a future podcast or prayer request? We would be honored to hear from you and add your prayer request to our list so others may pray for you. Subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on our social media accounts. Again, that is biblicalquestion.com. Thank you and may he have the glory.